0: We've been in a series of messages entitled The Ten Opportunities. Of course, it's based on the Ten Commandments. And with each commandment comes an opportunity that God presents to us. Uh, What I want to do here as we uh, launch into our our message this morning, I want to just kind of back up briefly. Uh, One of the things I have desired as I was working on this particular uh, series and as I was discussing various opportunities with a few members from church Uh, One of the things we would like to do, and I'm just going to present this, we would like to, at the completion, the conclusion of this series, the 10 opportunities, we'd like to have kind of a time, a Sunday morning, where we have testimonies. And uh, what we are asking, and I'm just going to plant these seeds in your guys' minds at this time, what we're asking you is to maybe share uh, what particular opportunity, as you participated in the 10 opportunities, what particular opportunity affected you or enhanced your life or was a joy for you and your family. And uh, and we're just asking you to briefly share that particular opportunity with your church body. And so we began, let me just run through that. We began with week one, which was uh, commandment number five. We started on on Father's Day, honor your father and mother. And the opportunity, the uh, the challenge that we presented to you was to Write a letter to your parents or your dad or your mom or however you wanted to handle that and just express to them how you appreciate them and honor them. So that was opportunity number one or assignment number one uh, when we came to the commandments. Then in uh, week two, we jumped into Exodus or excuse me, uh, commandment number one, and your assignment was to read through Exodus chapter 20 because in Exodus chapter 20 we have the Ten Commandments. Uh, listed there for us. And you were supposed to read through that particular chapter. And we sent some questions out through the email for you to wrestle with and answer. So that was week number two. Uh, then week number three, we had uh, commandment number two, which is you will not have any idols before you. Okay, you will not worship other idols. Now the opportunity, the challenge that we brought to you was to have a tech free night. Do you remember that challenge? And uh, so as I mentioned these things, you go, oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to do that. Well, you know what? You can still do that, okay? So anyhow, that's one of the reasons why I'm just sharing these things with you too, so you uh, not only be reminded, but you can still do them. So that was commandment number 2 tech tack-free night. We're not going to have any gods before us. Uh, commandment uh, um, number three was uh, you shall uh, not use the Lord God's name in vain. If you remember the picture, it was a picture of lips, number three. Uh, we're not supposed to use God's name in vain. Well, anyhow, your challenge, your opportunity that we presented to you was that you as a family were to create a swear jar, okay? And you were supposed to put money in that jar each time you use that particular word that you were not supposed to use as a family. And, of course, we think of swear words automatically. We think of swear words But sometimes there just might be a word in your family that you guys detest. And, of course, I shared a story with you about Skye and her family. When Skye would say, whatever, okay, whatever, her dad just, that was not good, okay? So whenever she used whatever, she's supposed to put the money in the jar. So what was your word? What did you guys do as a family? Again, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, we were going to do that. Know what? You can still do that. And then we came to commandment number four, which was remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And uh, on that particular Sunday, we were just going to focus on friendships. And so we were challenging everybody to reach out and bring somebody to the Bellamy Creek when we did our baptisms. So your challenge was to invite a friend to reach out to your neighbor and say, hey, come and join us at Bellamy's. But you can also do that here at church. Just reach out and say, hey, come and join us at church. And so that was number four. Remember the Sabbath day. Uh, then we had uh, number six was, um, "Thou shall not kill." And so that was the bomb. Do you remember the picture? The number bomb. The bomb looks like a number six, and uh, thou shall not kill. So we're not supposed to kill. And so what we did. The opportunity presented to us was to honor life. Okay, honor life. And so uh, we didn't mention it, but it went out in the email. Hopefully you were able to read that. We wanted to uh, have, challenge you to take your change, your loose change, and put it in a baby food jar or maybe in a mason jar or something and bring that money to church. And what we we're going to do with that money, that loose change, is we were going to give it to the local uh, Kansas for Life chapter that meets here in Goodland. And we're going to help them with that, those monies and uh, one of the things that Kansas for Life is doing, they are working towards opening up a uh, pregnancy uh, center here in Goodland. And so uh, just to kind of give you a little idea of what that money would be used for. So that was uh, last week's uh, Thou Shall Not Kill. So that's what's going on. And again, the challenge is if I want you to participate in those, do one of those. And if you're comfortable, we would like to have a Sunday where people just share, you know, like, you know, like, well, we we did the uh, the number three where we were not supposed to use God's name in vain. And we 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 raised a thousand dollars, you know, I, whatever it may be. OK, that's a little bit crazy. I know. But uh, we just want you to kind of share that testimony with the church. So maybe that's what it was or or maybe uh, it was the baby food jars. You know, and you brought money for Kansas for life or uh, you wrote a letter to your parents and uh, and then you got a phone call from mom and dad, and they were just in tears, how they were touched by your letter. I mean, stuff like that, we would like to hear about it in church, you know. So, again, the challenge is you, the opportunities are presented to you. And uh, those also been presented in the uh, email. I believe when the email went out, we had the opportunities listed in there. So look at your emails, and uh, you'll see the opportunities there. Well, that brings us to this morning. Uh, this is the eighth opportunity Although it's commandment number seven, remember we started with commandment number five because of Father's Day. Well, today is commandment number seven, um, and it is the, uh, well, let's just look at it. Commandment number seven is found in Exodus chapter 20, and here here it is, verse 14, Exodus 20, verse 14. This is commandment number seven. You shall not commit adultery, okay? You shall not commit adultery adultery. Join me in turning to Matthew chapter 5, would you? Sometimes I wonder if God does some things like he comes out pretty, pretty straightforward, black and white, thou shalt not commit adultery. And then we go, well, at least there's one I haven't, you know, broke and then we come here to Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. And then, well, we just don't get away. Here's what it says. You've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. And then it goes on. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So anyhow, we could spend some time talking about the negative things about uh, this particular commandment commandment thou shalt not commit adultery Uh, let's let's just try and be a little positive with it this morning if that's all right Uh, here's what I want to share with you I want to share three things about this commandment that God is for okay typically when we think of commandments we think of okay these are the things that God is against yes he is against these things but with that commandment comes an opportunity and the opportunity is what God is for so what is God for? We know that he's against adultery. What, what is he for then? What is positive about this commandment? Well, here's number one. Number one, God is 100% for marriage. Okay. When you read commandment number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery, you should quickly conclude and think, okay, God is for marriage. He's 100% for marriage. In fact, Marriage was God's plan. There are some institutions that God has established in our world. We have the institution of government. We have the institution of church where we're supposed to gather and worship. Uh, The institution, the third institution that God created is the institution of marriage. So marriage is God's idea. Marriage is God's design. He's the one that thought all this up. In fact, if you will just reflect with me back to the book of Genesis, where uh, the whole idea of marriage is being set down and established, Uh, if you remember back in in Genesis, we have Adam, and this is before Eve, Adam, he was uh, placed in the garden to care for the garden, and uh, he was also given the assignment to name the animals, and so he's looking at these various animals, and he is assigning names to them, you know, he sees a zebra, and sees those stripes. There's a zebra. Sees that animal with a long neck. He says, that's a giraffe. How he came up with that, I don't know. But after he has named all these animals, something dawns on Adam. He concludes and sees and realizes, hey, the animals have partners, but I don't have a partner. Something's missing here. And so God understood that. here's what Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 says. It says, It is not good, and this is the Lord talking, it is not good for a man to be alone or a woman to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And here's what took place. We press on in verse 21. The Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. So in those verses, we see God establishing Putting into place the whole concept and idea of marriage. Again, God is 100% for marriage. It is His idea. God is into love. God is into commitment. God is into faithfulness. And God is into forgiveness. And the context in which we see all that taking place is in our relationship with our spouse. God is... Is for marriage, 100% marriage. Well, that leads us to point number two. Here's the positive. Not only is God 100% in favor of marriage, number two, God is also 100% in favor of sex. Okay? Again, this is God's design. This is something that He has established and put together. He created sex for our enjoyment. Okay? But we need to understand that there is a context for sexual expression, okay? There is an environment, if you will. There there is a place for sexual expression. And God says, I want it expressed in a marital relationship. That's what he's saying. Again, that's how he set it up, okay? That's how he created this thing. He created man and wife. and He says, I want them to come together in union, in marriage. And one of the gifts I'm giving to them as a couple is the expression of sex. But I want it done in the right context, is what he's saying. Okay? That is sex. Number three. We're going to jump ahead here. I'm going to zip through some stuff, Okay? Uh, If you are a note taker and you're going to end up with blanks, all right, in your bulletin, um, you can come to me and talk to me and we'll fill in the blanks, all right? But uh, we're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump to the last thing. Number three, 100%. Number one, God is 100% for marriage. That's his design. He created it. Number two, God is 100% for sex. Needs to be in the proper context, okay? Number three. God is into uh, 100% into forgiveness, okay? 100% into forgiveness. Now, this is very important and crucial for all of us to grab hold of, especially in this particular culture that we live in, all right? People do mess up. Go against, okay? They go against God's design. Does that mean it's, Hopeless after this? Does that mean from now on it's down, down, down into the drain, into the lower depths? Is that what's going to happen? No. God is gracious. His mercies are new every morning. He takes our sin and he moves it as far as the east is from the west. That is our God. And what we need to embrace and understand, yes, I messed up. I did not follow God's design. But God offers 100% forgiveness when we confess it and bring it to him. Okay, What a wonderful opportunity God has instilled. A wonderful opportunity to meet somebody and become husband and wife. What a wonderful opportunity. Amen? Amen. And it's also a wonderful opportunity for us as husband and wife to express love to one another, okay, in that context of marriage. Wonderful. But it's also wonderful to know that there is the opportunity, the door never closes, so that when we mess up, when we foul up, when we go against the design of God, it's not the end. It's not the end. The door does not close. God forgives 100 Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12, says this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Listen to this. 100 percent now we come to the opportunity how can we apply commandment number seven here's your assignment church for the coming week and the weeks ahead we want you to have a date night husband wives you guys need a date night all right those of you who are not going to be going on a date night, you need to provide child care for those who are going on a date night, all right? Let's get together as a church and let's help one another enjoy the opportunity that God has for us. Remember, he's 100% for marriage. He wants us to enjoy one another. So application point for commandment number seven is date night. Let's go positive. God wants you to enjoy your relationship with your spouse. So this week, it's date night. Uh, I think we probably need to send out another list so you guys can begin planning. Uh, maybe, maybe at the end when we do our conclusion, maybe there will be a testimony on date night. Okay. I don't know what that, hopefully it's not. He wanted a hamburger, I wanted Mexican. We had a big fight and it backfired, Pastor. We don't want that, all right? We don't want that. But date night, that's your opportunity, okay? All right, let's pray. We'll bless the meal as well, and then we'll be dismissed, and we'll enjoy fellowship together back in the fellowship hall. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for uh, the institution of marriage. Lord, uh, your ideas are great. They really are. And uh, and the perks that go with uh, marital relationships are, are wonderful too. Thank you. Um, Lord, uh, may we just be that people, that people that says, you know, the world's crazy. Uh, The world has got it all wrong. May we just rise up and just say, you know, there is something good. And this is what it is. It would be a voice for marital relationships. But also, Lord, just be with us this week as we make plans to uh, have a date night. And Lord, as we dismiss, we just ask your blessing, our meal, and the meeting to follow. May you be honored in our conversation. And we thank you for the provision of food. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.